sometimes like they're legit other perspectives and you have to work them in. Um, but if someone comes in with a very singular objective to do something, it's very easy for our experience editing community to go, this person's just not behaving. Okay, so if you're, if you're a listener to this podcast and you've never edited um, Bookopedia before, you can't just go on and say, I'm just going to decide to write this sentence like you, you have you, to have you could start you could start with something small like making a sustainer babble wikipedia page and filling it full <laughs> of nice information hey and then when you've hey, hey when you've earned your chops that way <laughs> then you can go on and mess up the climate pages Welcome to Sustainable 205. Welcome yourself, old my fount of all knowledge, to Sustainable 205. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we all? We are. All about people and the planet, and why, despite many, many opinions being available, we can still have a chuckle about knowing what's good and what's bad every now and then, yes? Yes, we are the one opinion um, or maybe we're not. Maybe maybe, not. maybe we're the product of lots of different kind of nuances and edits and a great community of opinions that has produced this podcast. And that is what we're going to be talking about this week. We're going to be talking about a great community of opinions. That is Wikipedia. And this is mad exciting. But we're talking to like one of the people who is kind of in charge of like what is written about climate change on wikipedia billy wiki we're talking to which 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 when you think about it he's probably one of the most influential people that we've ever had on this podcast and yes more importantly one of the most influential people in terms of what the world thinks about climate change that's that's possibly overdoing it but it's very exciting and um it's a very exciting interview. And this is a person called, we should reveal the, their name, it's a person called Alex Stinson. Uh, Worried you were forgetting and were buying time there. but No, no, no. Well, I, had, I, think I literally got it written down in front of me as well, just in case I did forget, but I didn't forget. Yes, Alex is a senior program strategist with the Wikimedia Foundation, which is like, you know, the, the organisation that hosts Wikipedia and is mad interested in climate change and the climate pages and improving them and making them brill and making them readable, which is a very, very good thing. And we spoke to Alex uh, all the way from abroad about 10 days ago. So, um, yeah, don't know what the world is like now, but at this point, the world was all right. We were getting on with stuff. <laughs> It was fine. Um, and a really, really good chat about Wikipedia. Like, what is it? How does it work? How do you stop it being full of complete and utter in hoffery? Um, what's wrong with it? What's its gaps? How do you make sure it's reflecting what's actually happening in the climate science? And, like, if you want to get involved, how do you do it? Proper, interesting stuff. Learned things we did. Yeah, really learned things. Um, it was very cool talking about a thing I'd not really ever thought about, but when you start thinking about it, 
is kind of massive. A couple of shout outs before we go much further. A massive, massive thank you to Babble listener Jan Anali. Hope I'm pronouncing that right, Jan, who uh, loves the Babble and knows Alex and is involved in tinkering with Wikipedia and said, You want to do a show about this? Here, chat to this bloke. So thank you so much for that, Jan. And thank you to Babble listener Clara for uh, your question, which we didn't need to ask because Alex answered it all by himself. But we were going to ask it, but we didn't need to, because he did. So, you know, have a listen and listen to him talking about it. Yes? Do the disclaimer. Shall I do the disclaimer? Okay. Well, usual disclaimers apply. Um, If you've got any beef with the opinions that me or Dave or Alex proffer forth, then you're just going to have to become a Babbel editor. And there is a six-month waiting list for the 12-month training program, and then... um, a very limited number of places so you can just do it that way but please don't take it up with the people for whom we work okay just have a pop at us if there's anything you don't like yes so we started off by asking Alex um, because I suppose it is theoretically possible this Wikipedia thing if you didn't know what it was where is it? Most people, like, are used to reading it, right? You probably, like, checked a fact at a bar uh, conversation. You're like, oh, quiz bowl, let's let's figure that out, right? Or maybe you cheated on it in high school. How Uh, dare you? (laughs) Yes. yes, Maybe you have used it as the single source for all 204 episodes of your podcast (laughs) up until this point. All all of your background (laughs) research as a journalist, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, no... A lot of people, like, experience Wikipedia as readers, right? Um, But there's a lot behind it. Uh, Massive community, uh, about 280,000 volunteers edit each month. Um, uh, So it's a a big social practice, right? It's this, like, collective act of of aggregating the world's knowledge, the sum of all human knowledge in every language. Um, And we're we're quite unusual for the internet in that we support about 300 languages. Uh, So that's, uh, um, like, I, I think, the last graph I saw put like the Googles and Facebooks at like 90, right? Uh, so w- Wikipedia is very, uh, it's multicultural, uh, multilinguistic, multicontextual, many, many people. It's a, it's a big collective act in, in like summarizing knowledge. When I say do something, you do it. Understand? You stupid jumped up filofax. <laughs> so there's about... 15 billion page views to Wikipedias. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 15 billion. Yes, 15 billion a, day, a, a month. Day? A month. A month. Yeah. Uh, that all, all has form on not understanding very large numbers. How many zeros is that? That's a lot of zeros. Uh, it's, it's too many nine, zeros. Nine, nine zeros. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. loads. it's massive uh just but like other parts of the internet you have this like crazy bias right english dominates uh about half of our page views uh but also like these smaller languages are really important the sometimes these language websites say in smaller indic languages or smaller languages in like the philippines or indonesia like it might be the main source of like educational knowledge on the internet uh, and that. And so it's, it, it plays a really important role in like how we think about knowledge in the public and like, you know, the Googles and Facebooks of the world rely on us quite a bit to inform how they think about knowledge. So it's, it's, it's really important. It seems like it's, 
human right the internet is full of a lot of things that are humanity at its worst yeah right but wikipedia seems like what the internet promised it was going to be like what like all of this great the reason why we should trust everyone with the internet and not like regulate it and stuff is because look we'll make a wikipedia and it's humanity at its best like what extraordinary thing just some of those numbers and all of that being done by volunteers who were all just committed to being nerds about stuff i think it's amazing <laughs> it is massive nerdgasm uh, it, yeah it is amazing and it, and in contrast to like a very unedifying thing which is going on today as we record where you've got like the australian state and facebook and google well facebook mainly kind of having this massive fight about well if we're going to give you this content you're going to pay for it every time you click on it well we're just going to pull all of your sites off our of our website and everything in contrast to that wikipedia just gets on with like being the encyclopedia for the world it's incredible yeah and it's like unlike the googles and facebooks we're not necessarily we're not incentivized by like the fundraising part of it uh we we kind of I, I don't know if you're familiar with those banners <laughs> that pop up once a year it's like oh yeah they make me feel really guilty I have yeah. given money so, once or twice. Have you? I, yeah, because it's well, they well, make me feel you. so guilty. It's very effective. It's like, <laughs> yep, no, that's all totally fair. I Making do, you feel guilty read. achieves absolutely nothing at all. Not if you're doing it, because I don't no. fundamentally care about you know you feeling bad about things I haven't done. But when Jimmy Whale, no, is that what his name is? Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he sort of pops up a message saying, "So you've read like a hundred thousand articles? Would you mind giving us a fiver because you know this is expensive?" I'm like, "Yeah, fair enough." Well, and we're we're pretty successful. So I, I come from the United States, and like public radio fundraises, like we do, right? Which is it's it's lots of small donors, a lot of people invested in the the knowledge getting out there in the right way, right? Um, and so we're we're kind of a weird weird beast on the internet. Um, and you know, interestingly enough, our fundraising team talked to the guardian uh about like their strategy for for doing that donation uh work um and they they like regularly talk to each other and it's a very similar model right it's like that knowledge for public good how do you get it out there lots of small donations yeah mm-hmm. what is it in general terms right stops it being full of absolute bollocks so, like, it, what what is what basically means that you can trust it in an in a nutshell? Have you ever wanted to like correct someone on the internet? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't use Twitter anymore because that impulse is a strong impulse. So, like, we collect people who collect that impulse and like make it work, right? So it's like, oh shoot, that period isn't working. That phrasing on a sentence is wrong. That reference doesn't work. Uh, that that nuance is full of misinformation. I gotta undo it, right? Um, and so a lot of people who start editing Wikipedia, they'll like vandalize it in high school, uh, <laughs> um, or or they'll uh, you know have that moment where they just like can't stop fixing a comma like the the comma is just like a problem um, but but you know not to trivialize like that is one version of like English Wikipedia and the bigger Wikipedias that's often how people show up but when you when you start looking at like smaller languages or less represented communities uh, out there in the world there's also like a knowledge activism component like how does my life uh, 
not get seen in the world? And how could like Wikipedia help my whatever is important to me be seen? And it might be like language. It might be that, um, you know, you come from an underrepresented community that is just not documented out there in the world, right? So, so there's like this mix of idealism and fixing commas. Uh, and I, and almost everyone is in that spectrum of motivation, right? Where it's, it's, where are you? How do we, I was, I was, I was itching to ask, <laughs> are you the comma guy? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I am the, the, uh, idealist who, who really sees the power of education in the world. That's, that's kind of where. <laughs> but it must I, be correct. Yeah, like well, and and I I have this like sincere belief that if people were exposed to a slightly more complicated world, you know, every time they read something on the internet, they're more likely to make better decisions about the world. Uh, so it's like it like your podcast, right? Let, let's complicate simple things, uh, and hopefully, <laughs> you know, your lives get better with a little bit of laugh. And <laughs> we'll have that in the t-shirt. Oh, Arthur's going to design us some new t-shirts. Let's have that. Well, let's complicate simple Complicating things. simple things since 2015. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. That's perfect. I do what I'm told. But you're not as confused as him, are you? I mean, it's not your job to be as confused as Nigel is. It's my job. So we've, we, we wanted to get you on um, because we're interested in the planet and stuff. And there's a lot yes. about the planet and stuff on Wikipedia. Almost all of it good and what i wanted to do is to ask you about climate change in particular like which you have a particular interest in right getting the story told right about climate change yeah Uh, yeah. what's your interest in it how's it work yeah so i I have kind of a two-part interest right so i I started as a volunteer and so my my experience of wikipedia is about editing um but i'm also a professional i'm an organizer for the wikimedia foundation i'm i consult with our product teams, with other organizers to like get the right solution for getting people on board, editing Wikipedia. And um, so we we have this conference called Wikimania <laughs> where, where all the Wikimaniacs uh, get together, and, uh, Wikimedians, and we, we do all, we socialize wrestle. and- You wrestle. Have, no. <laughs> But we, we, there's all kinds of, you know, organizing and politics and strategy and beer and dancing and it's, it's, uh, sure. Uh, (laughs) I I, I, I am sure. Please excuse Dave. Please excuse my very base, simple friend, Dave. (laughs) Um, But uh, so there, there was a track at the one in Stockholm that we had two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago, um, right the last big event we had before COVID uh, as a movement um, where the climate change room was just full of people and they were talking about all these knowledge gaps and the, they had some Fridays for Future activists in the room and people from all over the world were in that room. Uh, and usually when we have like a topic gap conversation, it's like one demographic or one you know group of people or one geography really paying attention to this. And the climate conversation was just like full. And so I, I looked around and I was like, shoot, this is an opportunity, right? Like what's, what's going on here? Why is everyone paying attention? And so I personally as a volunteer started editing and playing around with it because I knew in supporting organizers, I would have to figure it out at some point. Um, and then in my professional life, we, we've we had this movement strategy process coming along for a few years now. And one of the highlights is we need to figure out 
what are topics for impact? How do we organize around them? And uh, sustainability was identified as one of the first things because we had these 15 billion page views, like we should be talking about sustainability issues in the face of it. Um, and so for me, climate's like that perfect intersection of like, I, I understand how to do it. And I've been doing some hands-on editing myself and I see a bunch of people motivated. So I wanna figure out like, how do we make the invitation simple? How does that edit button kind of jump off the page for the next climate activist or sustainability guru or whatever? You're part of this climate sustainability communications bubble, right? Like it's, it's changed in the last two or three years, right? Like you're not the only podcast. Uh, uh, I think the, the global sentiment. Well, listeners. I need to correct Alex. Other, other, other podcasts are available, but not any good. But not any good. So, yeah. Okay, maybe you are the only podcast. Thank you. Please continue. But not the only communication channel about these issues. And so, like, the press was starting to figure it out. Greta was figuring it out. Friday's Future was figuring out the story. And, like, our movement... Do, being Wikipedia editors, we're like, how do we start solving? Like, how do we start responding to the sentiment, right? Wikipedia is often a re response to the zeitgeist, like whatever's happening in the moment, Wikipedia is there. Um, you know, five, five, eight years ago, um, the internet was like very aware about like gender gap issues. Like women are very not represented and lo and behold, big gender gap organizing community and Wikipedia forums. Um, and you see that same pattern happening. It's like when the public is talking about something, all of a sudden the Wikipedia community goes, whoa, there's a gap there. We're not, we're not paying attention. And so I, I think that's what it was. Um, but on English Wikipedia and many smaller Wikipedias, we didn't have much of an editing community on this topic. Like uh, English Wikipedias kind of got destroyed um, during a problem with climate denial back in the 2011, 12, 13 window. So a lot of like the core editors got banned or ended up in fights and burning out. And it was wow an issue. And so like the community well, because, had to rebuild itself. Yeah. So, well, because there was so many, so much bollocks being put on Wikipedia and so many arguments about it. And awesome. what? we must be polluting the planet, Piers. Well, I mean, from everything we do, just existing. Pollution is one thing and climate change is something. Man-made climate change does not exist. But not even with all the cars nope. and the train. Yeah, the like train. wherever there's a big polarity between opinions about something uh, and like, what is our reality? Uh, Wikipedia is the like fighting ground for it. Um, but the, there's like some great research out there too that shows that the more an editor sticks around in the Wikipedia environment, the more moderate they become in their rhetoric. <laughs> um, and so like, um, yeah, but Israel-Palestine conflict, right? There's like two camps and they show up on almost every language Wikipedia. And, and that space is just, it's very challenging. Uh, to work in because, you know, like random new editor has very strong opinion. Established editors have a consensus, but that consensus might be skewed in one direction or the other. And so there's there's a lot of interpersonal dynamics at play in the content, right? And that's what was happening with climate denial.
what's the what's the been the sort of the best and the hardest bits about getting getting climate done properly on on Wikipedia? Like, I don't know. Tell us tell us some some horror stories. Tell us some real successes. <laughs> like, what, is there anything that's taken you absolutely ages to to crack? And is there anything you're kind of still frustrated by that isn't yet cracked? So, so I am not a science editor. Uh, like I start, I have a humanities background, uh, and we have a few people who are like hardcore scientists. Like, um, there's a editor Femke, Femka, um, who's a, a PhD student at, at university of Exeter. Who's like curating the main climate science page, uh, climate change science page. Um, and she's like deep in the details, reading the stuff, constantly maintaining it. You should read the Mashable article about like the work she's doing there. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, so like the hardcore science bit is starting to work. But when, when I say something like climate change or sustainability, a lot of people are like, but isn't that like technocratic and up there in the atmosphere? And like, I couldn't possibly edit about that. Right. Mm. Um, and so I, I think the thing to crack is like, how do you start doing the thing that like good climate communication and good science communication does, which is bring that atmospheric expert knowledge down to local health, personal impacts, right? Um, and so I, I've been using a lot of my personal editing time to try and define those edits that me as like humanities person who's like good at reading and can add a reference every <laughs> once in a while can like do the rewriting right uh, for a public um, and that so so finding those edits has been really important. Yeah. Could you have a go at some of the other science pages? So I'd like you to go, for example, to the page about magnetism, and I'd like you to write <laughs> that in a way so that I can understand it, because like I don't understand magnetism. And uh, what what is really, uh, to be serious, like what is really refreshing about the climate change page, for example, is yeah, all right, it's scientific, but it is accessible, right? And it has clearly been yeah. written by people with a mission to make, frankly, me understand mm -hmm. it without having to have a PhD in climate science, which isn't necessarily true for all of the sort of science-y sort of pages on, on Wikipedia. So that's really good to see, I reckon. Yeah. And like, I, I ended up in the group of volunteer editors working on the climate sensitivity page. And I, I went like three or four cycles of copy editing through with my like you know, English professor, English teacher hat on. I have a master's in cultural studies and taught freshman writing for years. And um, it, it like went through and like was doing a lot of tweaks and thinking about audience. And I think, um, you know, the the Wikipedians that thrive uh, uh, in the community are, are thinking about that audience. They're like good writers. Uh, whereas like some of the people we draw in are like really obsessed about a particular topic, right? Like I, I really want the train stations to be covered. Um, and what, or, or hurricanes, right? Um, I, I have no interest in hurricanes, but we have a good squad of editors uh, who are very good at writing about them. Um, and they care a lot more than I do. And that's great. Like the world needs that. But also like we need to take some like article about sneakers or about various beaches, right? Those need to be connected to the science too. We can't just let someone who's like a sneaker collector or a tourism person be the one that like is the first to fill that gap. 
Um, you were you you were doing some tweets about this sort of like yeah. live tweeting what you were doing to the page about beaches, right? Where you were basically yeah. like putting in sort of going right up to the top, and then like you know a beach is a, a sandy thing that fish flop up on, and then underneath that, uh, basically saying and because of climate change they're moving about a bit, and like and that putting climate right up at the top of this thing, which might not be seen as a climatey kind of issue, right? Yeah, and and also. So, like, I was taking a Coursera course over the holidays on sustainable tourism, and, like, the article Tourism in Zanzibar was originally written from the perspective of a tourism person, where it's like, here's the sites, check out these things, right? And it has, like, 5,000 page views a month, and the the whole Coursera course, the case study was, like, sustainable tourism in Zanzibar, and come to find out like tourists are pretty destructive right and and you want to if someone's searching for their holiday <laughs> during the pandemic searching for their holiday and and don't realize like how the economic choices they make or whatever choice they're making about their uh, is like intimately connected with you know unsustainable lives or like dist- keeping communities away from local resources, that's like climate injustice 101, right? Um, And so I I think there's a lot of gaps like that where we could invite almost anyone who can like read scholarly material and like do a little bit of searching on the internet uh, to write about that you don't need to know the science. Um, And so I'm looking for those things uh, because those are the things that are not controversial that don't get you in a Israel Palestine duel of opinions. Right. But rather allow you to spend time figuring out how Wikipedia works, which is like, you need a reference for almost everything. You're summarizing expert opinions. You're trying to write from a neutral point of view. You're not saying like the world has to do X, Y, and Z um, in order to think, no, no, you're trying to find that, consensus perspective on the world and get that in an encyclopedia article. Big blue wobbly thing that mermaids live in. (laughs) See. It's so fascinating hearing how this all works behind the scenes. And I mean, I'm sure you must have an appreciation of how, like, for idiots like me... I've really just thought of Wikipedia as like this incredibly useful resource. But of course, there are all these <laughs> fascinating choices and and conversations going on that determine what goes on there. But you must get pushback from some people because even though yeah. you're 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 describing it as neutral, like it is a lot this is very political stuff what you're talking about and stuff which, you know, you say it's climate injustice one oh one, but lots of people think climate injustice is a load of nonsense and I suppose if you're on the tourist board of Zanzibar, you want people turning up to Zanzibar and coming and spending their dollar. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like the act of aggregating knowledge is political. Like uh Wikip- for a while Wikipedia was blocked in Turkey. Uh, because, uh, like the, the government didn't agree with how Turkish Wikipedia and English Wikipedia were treating some of the topics related to that. Right. Um, it's in, in our communities are oft in, in some contexts and societies that are, you know, not supporting free speech or journalism or whatever, it's doing pretty radical stuff. Um, and so 
you're always like when creating knowledge, you're always in a dialectic between the many sides that show up in the room. Um, and so in order to participate in that, like enough people with enough of that perspective on a topic need to be in the room. Uh, and sometimes it's experts, sometimes it's activists, sometimes it's someone like me who just like enjoys reading about sustainability issues. Um, and you know, and this creates some like pretty vile gaps too on our content. Like our coverage of, you know, sub-Saharan African topics is atrocious. Uh, on, Atrociously on, bad or just incomplete? or uh, Incomplete, uh, sometimes very like Western European colonial right. sources of knowledge playing out sometimes. Um just not talking about things that are real uh, for people living in that context, right? Uh, uh, so, like, you know, a pop singer from West Africa is unlikely to have a bunch of discussion or references in, like, the BBC or New York Times, uh, but might be, like, widely known in social media, widely known on, like, talk radio in Ghana, say or Nigeria, or the Gambia. Um, but if those sources aren't on the internet, our community has a tendency not to look for that topic. And then, you know, even pushes back when someone tries to create that content because they want the reliable sources and they don't understand how to read, you know, West African talk radio, like how to see that as a source. Um, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because yeah. I was doing I was doing some work recently looking at an African country, right, and a, a country I didn't know anything about. And Wikipedia was the first place I went. And after reading about this African country on Wikipedia, I decided I never ever wanted to go to this African country ever, right? Because pretty much all of it was like, yeah, life is really hard, the politics are really shit, um, and you could tell what had happened is that like most of the stuff that was being written about was the stuff that makes the news in the West, which inherently is more likely to be negative, right? And it wasn't anything in there about the cultural life or about, you know, what films are in a cinema or any of that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and that's, it's awful, right? Like, can you imagine, like, this encyclopedia that's supposed to be a mirror of all the knowledge in the world, and you, you look at it and you're like, that's not my community, that's not my life, that's not my experience, right? Um, it's, it's terrible. And, and uh, so, a lot of our communities are organizing around those things. Um, and, like, climate is just one other perspective that can be applied that way sustainability um you know we we ought to be and, and some of this is like we're just a mirror on the world's biases but some of this is like we don't have the people in the room who know where those gaps are <laughs> and know where the sources are and and so like the world needs to change we need to change uh and you do that by recruiting people on topics like climate change or the gender biography gap where we you had a you had like an editathon didn't you was there something where you were trying to recruit people in sub-saharan africa specifically to edit the sub-saharan bits on climate right an editathon is when a group of people come together to edit wikipedia on a specific topic and this is the first time an editathon has actually been held on climate change focused on africa 
Yeah, we 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 had um, so that we have a amazing partner in South Africa, um, which our South African chapter, our community group there in South Africa, kind of recruited um, Climate Development Knowledge Network, uh, Future Climate for Africa. They're kind of joint projects um, where they they've written a guide for like how do you write about Wikipedia from an African, uh, how do you write about climate change from an African perspective on Wikipedia? How do experts who care about these gaps? make help it show up. And they ran an event back in 2019 that was very successful in person, hands-on event with experts, lots of great content. And then uh, we tried something new in the COVID pandemic to do an online edit-a-thon for about a week and a half. And it was great. I mean, we we had people from all over the continent, uh, people off the continent uh, in India and Latin America, writing climate change. Uh, they're regional and local sensibilities about climate change into the encyclopedia. And, and that's that's powerful. Now, the next step, you know, English Wikipedia is like one part. It's, it's 6 million of the like 60 million articles <laughs> on Wikipedias. And so um, like the next thing is how do we turn that to other languages or other cultural contexts? Or uh, maybe, you know, in the Philippines, like hurricane or monsoons and agriculture issues might be much more important than, you know, in Africa, water scarcity um, uh, or, you know, urbanization might be, be central themes. And so you need all, you need to recruit more people. In, in decades gone by, years gone by, someone would have spent 20 years writing an encyclopedia, you know, probably a group of quite old white blokes in an academic institution yeah. would have done an encyclopedia and gone, here you go, here's how the world is. And if you're someone in sub-Saharan Africa or any other part of the world looking at that going, well, that's bollocks. <laughs> There's not much you can do about it. But what you're describing is a situation where you can say, well, get involved, join us and like, let's let's hear what it's actually like i think that's exciting and like let's revisit our assumptions about like what belongs in the encyclopedia and how it belongs and what emphasis we put on different things um yeah it's it's crazy and it's awesome and it's amazing and it's inspiring and like that that, i I think that's what i love about the community and have you heard of jess wade uh in the uk she yeah why so she's a uh, she's a researcher. Uh, I, I believe it's, uh, I'm not going to say what field she's in cause I'm having trouble remembering, but she's a researcher in the UK, uh, who writes a woman's biography every night, uh, before she goes to bed, uh, on, on English Wikipedia about a woman scientist, right? Um, she is like redefining what it means to be a scientist one biography at a time. Uh, oh. and, and like, cool. Yeah, and, and we we can do that. We can do that. Um, and, and as I like listen to the climate movement, really pay attention to environmental justice and climate justice. I'm like, you're speaking our language, right? Like you're speaking the Wikimedia movement's language of like, there are people whose story have not been told in a satisfying way in their context in such a way that it continues to marginalize them and keep them out of systems of power and privilege, right? Um, and that's like a lot of the motivation for those of us who invite people into the movement. Uh, that's that's where a lot of us are anchored. Hi, I'm Arabella and you're listening to Sustainable. So 
I reckon something like 25 to 30 percent of our listeners are rabid climate deniers. I think. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Do, maybe 35. Do you? 35 percent. Yeah, I do. I do. do I do. I think an awful lot of our listeners are just listening to find out what people like us think. Um, and leaving in disappointment. So talk me through in practice what happens if I am a, a lunatic climate denier yeah. and I decide I'm going to go onto Wikipedia and I'm going to fill it full of balls. Uh, because if there's one thing that lunatic climate deniers like doing, it's writing extensively about why they are right and science is a conspiracy. So what happens in practice now if a climate denier tries to mess up your climate pages? So like many of the, the core ones... Um, if you showed up and just started writing things, it wouldn't stick. It'd be gone tomorrow, like in minutes. Uh, and the well, because c- c- another human has spotted yeah. it, right? Another human spotted it. Also, misinformation communities, including climate deniers, uh, look very similar. <laughs> so like some of our machine learning even catches it, right? It's it's wow. it's quite a powerful uh set of tools. Um but also like that, our using all, all caps, will it? Yeah. <laughs> using all caps, uh writing poop, you know, <laughs> using websites that are clearly misinformation sources. Like we we have a bunch of bots that just go, nope, that's that's not not any good. Um where it's more interesting and challenging is when there's like legitimate expert opinions out there and you're trying to create a, a balance of weight, right? Um, and the thing about the climate change pages is the community has resoundly said, no, the, the weight of the science is all in one direction. Um, uh, the direction that is the consensus like the IPCC, right? Um, and so like, what, where we tend to have challenges in the last few years is people point of view pushing either like brand new solutions, like technical miracle, right? Or like a new theory that's just like off from the consensus. And and that's where it's more complicated because sometimes like they're legit other perspectives and you have to work them in. Um, but if someone comes in with a very singular objective to do something, it's very easy for our experienced editing community to go, this person's just not behaving. Okay, so if you're, if you're a listener to this podcast and you've never edited yeah. um, Wikipedia before, you can't just go on and say, I'm just going to decide to write this sentence like you, you have you, to have you could start record. you could start with something small like making a sustainable wikipedia page and filling it full of nice information <laughs> hey and then when you've hey. hey when you've earned your chops that way <laughs> then you can go on and mess up with the climate pages representatives in an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone anyone the great depression passed the anyone anyone a tariff bill Everything you said uh, speaks to an incredibly sort of thorough, robust, amazing like approach to knowledge gathering and um, and communication. Mm-hmm. But I'd imagine there's still a healthy number of people who are a bit sniffy about Wikipedia <laughs> and say, yeah. oh, yeah, well, what, where'd you get that from then? Wikipedia, which is what people used to say because it was, you know, it obviously was. it was... It was. I mean, it's possible to find crap on the internet, and it was possible to find crap on Wikipedia, and that's what people said. 
Do people still, and when I say people, I guess I actually mean academics here because they're the sniffiest mm. of the lot. Oh, uh, yes. Are there are there sniffy academics still being sniffy about Wikipedia, um, or is it is that sort of changed? And I suppose related to that, like, do you trust it? Do you trust do everything I trust you read it? on on Wikipedia? No. Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I, trust is, I think, the wrong frame. Uh, uh, to approach Wikipedia. It's, is it helpful? Yes. Do I trust it? No. Should I trust any information I read on the internet? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, fair point, fair point. (laughs) Like, uh, and... Like, the, the thing about Wikipedia is the more eyeballs on a page, the better it is. So if it's not something that like a lot of people would be reasonably paying attention to, there's a good chance the article has either like atrocious gaps in it or it's been like angled ideologically in one direction or another. Um, But for the like pretty high profile stuff and high impact stuff, for the most part, like stuff gets better or the the problem is like a benign neglect <laughs> of some mm. of our content okay. like uh someone might have written an article 10 years ago and it's like no longer of discourse but there's still a lot of people asking questions about it like uh the overpopulation article on english wikipedia is like just it's a mess uh, it, it, it has all kinds of different weird opinions being represented in it. Uh, and that, that sounds like the overpopulation debate. Yeah, it, it, and and it's one of those things where it's weird enough and the publications are enough that it's, it's not easy for like a random Wikipedia editor to come in and fix it. And so you have to read a page like that really critically, right? Uh, you, you have to be like, oh, I have to take this with grain of salt because the people who wrote about it probably have an opinion the sources that they're drawing from probably have even more extreme opinions, right? Um, so the the thing, I, I have a group of colleagues who work on Wikipedia in education, and we're not, we don't really care if teachers say, like, don't cite Wikipedia. You probably shouldn't be in, citing encyclopedias in general when you're doing research. That's, that's very, unless you're, like, looking for public consensus about something. Um but what you should be doing is like reading it for the sources, asking like, how is this knowledge created, right? Learning your digital literacy skills so that you don't get, you know, you don't read about Q conspiracies <laughs> and get duped by them because yeah. they don't make sense, right? Uh, and so that's that's the tension. And so like, back to your original question, experts, press, what do they think about Wikipedia? Like, all of the press in the last couple of years has been like Wikipedia, this bright spot on the internet, it's savior. <laughs> it, how did it figure out misinformation? Uh, and we're like, this is the same thing we've been doing for years. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Let me introduce you to our past 20 years work. Yeah. <laughs> like the, you're having the same conversation we had 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> So, Alex, thank you so much for coming to chat to us um, all the way from, where are you? Ecuador. You in Ecuador? No, Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay. You're, you're mixing up Latin American countries. I think you, oh, we need well. to get you a map. Uh. <laughs> Genuinely, actually. Um, thank you for joining us. Look, all the way from, where was it? Uruguay, uh, yeah. which is in Latin America. Latin America. In thank South you for that. Jesus, this is painful. 
Right. <laughs> if people if people have been listening to this and have been inspired to get involved with Wikipedia, um, be that on climate or making a sustainable yeah. web page or whatever, uh, how could they do that? What are the best ways to do the best things to do first? So uh, the easiest way where most of the documentation is is Wiki Project Climate Change on English Wikipedia or Wikimedians for Sustainable Development. Uh, these two kind of community groups, community spaces have a lot of documentation, people who can support you. Um, if if you're like really interested in Wikipedia and you're like, I want to figure it out, um, and it's not climate change or sustainability, um, we have community groups in many parts of the world. Uh, look for Wikimedia UK, since a lot of your listeners are in the United Kingdom. Uh, join them, sign up for an event, follow. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, or you can follow any of our community groups on Twitter, and you will find events. Um, and then we're running a, a series of conversations about um, Wiki, it's, it's going to be the hashtag is wiki for for human rights. Um, uh, we're going to run a series of events around Earth Day about kind of the human angle of the climate crisis and st sustainability. So you should, you know, show up, listen, be part of the conversation. Um, yeah. And if you're interested in trying to organize something, reach out. Uh, I, I can probably help many groups connect with the right people. Right, so that is just about it for another episode of Babble. Thank you very, very much to Alex for coming on and telling us about the mad, interesting and important and inspiring world that goes on behind that little ickle website that you go to to look up what you're talking about on Babble. It's, um, yeah, very cool. Thank you, Dave, as ever, for babbling. Thank you to Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. Do go and check out his band and his stuff. Uh, he is, what is this band? Bearcraft. Go and check out Bearcraft. Their new album is Ace. I was listening to it very loud the other night and it's Ace. Uh, thank you to Arthur Stovall who designed our artwork, which you can buy on T-shirt at our website, which is fish. And you can, uh, what was I going to say? You can do that, do the thing that I was going to say. What you can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us. With us. With us in touch, you can get by emailing hello at sustainababble.fish, by finding us on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon, or on Facebook, just search Sustainable And you can find us on Wikipedia, or at least you will do when <laughs> one of you, you bastards makes us a page. We're make not allowed us a to page, do it. you bastards. We're well, not allowed to do it. you made us a page. Yeah, make us a bloody page. Put, the, put us on it, and then you can come on and have some kudos. Uh... You can, if you like the oh, Babble. Oh, God. Oh, God. I know what's going to happen, isn't it? It's gonna, Someone's yeah. going to make us a page where it says, Sustainable Babble is a shit podcast hosted by two wires. And that, you know, this is what happens. Yeah, but you... we've, got hot, we've got a hotline to, like, Billy Wiki now, so we can get it all sorted. <laughs> it's fine. We can get it improved. There'll be a meeting about it. There'll be a community will spring up of concerned Babble fans on Wikipedia. Um, if you like Sustainable Babble and you want to support us and thank us, just like Jimmy Wales, not Jimmy Whale, as you said, you cretin. Uh, I know. You can... I, got, I got confused <laughs> because there's a talk radio presenter and former UKIP candidate for mayor called James Whale. Yes. And I got very confused as you to did. which 
whale or whales I was talking about. I know. Alex, Sorry. Alex, Alex, I noticed, didn't have the heart to correct you. Jimmy no. Wales it, is the boss of Wikipedia who asked for money. Sustainable also asked for money. And you can, just like Wikipedia, but, you know, us first. You can chip into the running costs to help us keep going by going to wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble, where you can get treats, including knowing who we're going to be talking to in advance and getting to ask some questions like Clara did. Good. Well, I think that's a sufficiently lengthy outro. Well done, us. Let's say bye-bye. I'm off to edit James Inhofe's page on Wikipedia. What are you going to do? I'm off to create one all about you. (laughs) Watch this space. Bye. (laughs) Bye.